Hey, Katie. Hey, Ben. So what are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about semi-supervised learning, or it's sometimes also called reinforcement learning. It's a type of machine learning that I think doesn't get quite as much uh, attention as supervised learning, but it's super cool. Awesome. So this will be probably a fairly short episode today, but it should be fun. You are listening to Linear Digressions. All right, so what's, just to recount, what's supervised and what's unsupervised learning? Sure, yeah. So supervised learning is uh, usually the first thing you think of when you hear machine learning. And it's where you have lots of examples of something that's happened in the past. Um, and there's sort of like a correct answer for, for these examples. So these are things like supervised classification, where you have examples, say, of handwritten digits is a classic example of this. So you know what sort of the correct digit is, and you're just teaching a machine learning algorithm to like find the patterns in the pixels that, uh, that it can use to distinguish a three from a four from a five. Right, so the machine learning algorithm goes through and makes a guess and you say nope and makes another guess and say you say nope and then it makes a guess and you say yeah, you're getting towards it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's also unsupervised learning, which is where you have a big data set, but you don't really have any labels for the thing that you're trying to understand. Um, and more often you kind of have to look at it for clusters or structure. It's a little bit less well-defined when you're doing unsupervised learning because you don't sort of have correct answers that you can use to train yourself. And so that can be uh, really challenging in its own way. But of course, there are a lot of data sets that fit that mold better than so, they fit the supervised learning mold. So you're effectively saying, hey, computer, here's a bunch of data. Go crunch it. Find yeah. patterns. Do something. Yeah. And, you know, exactly how you crunch it then um, can make a big difference in what it is that you find and uh, you know, the same data set hit with two different algorithms will yield sometimes very different results. And it can be really challenging to figure out, you know, if you're doing it right and things like that. Um, so that's kind of the other extreme, I think, of machine learning. So what's this in-between area then? Yeah, so semi-supervised learning, often also called reinforcement learning, is like you said, it's, a, it's an intermediate step. Okay. Um, and so the idea is that it's not really an algorithm so much as a way of thinking about a problem. Um, but mostly they phrase it in terms of there's an agent who's in the world. Imagine this is like a person or a robot or something like that. And they move through the world and there's uh, different places they can be and different decisions that they can make about what they're going to do in a given situation. And based on the decision that they make and also some kind of random elements, uh, they can collect a reward if they make a good decision and they get a little bit lucky or they can also be penalized. So there's usually what they call like a loss function or a cost function or a reward function. It's just some sort of like internal tally of how well you're doing as you sort of move through the world, um, making decisions and then getting rewards from your environment that are based maybe very tightly, but also maybe kind of loosely, the rewards are based on the decisions that you're making. So I'm imagining like a, a kid moving through the world and the kid reaches for an electrical outlet and uh, the mother or the father slaps the hand down and the kid says, ow, that hurts, I'm not going to do that again. Or there's, you know, another situation where there's more positive reinforcement um, where the supervision in the, in the supervised learning algorithm inside the kid's head is the parent making choices and, or making decisions about what's uh, optimal and what's less optimal. An extra sort of shade that I'll add to that example you just gave is that a lot of times in semi-supervised learning, 
the reward that you get is not only a function of what you do, but it's also a function of kind of where you are, uh, so to speak, in like the environment. And so to use your child analogy, there might be, say, for example, the kid is being like really rowdy and running around a lot. This might be rewarded out on the playground. The parents like, yeah, good, get it out of you. But if it's bedtime, you know, that's not so good. So it's not just about the decisions that you make. It's also about where you are, your context when you make them. And there's also sort of an element of like just random noise that can happen too. And so sometimes even though you're in the right place and you make the right decision, uh, things can just stochastically, you know, you, you don't get the reward that you would normally get. And this is one of the things that makes uh, semi-supervised or reinforcement learning fairly realistic because that's kind of how the world works. Right, um, But it yeah. also makes it more challenging. Yeah, so like some of the time you might be, um, like when given a choice between, say, walking to work or taking the train or the bus to work or something, um, there is some element of randomness in all of those choices. And so you might get held up when you're walking or you might barely miss the train or get on a bus that breaks down. Um, right, right. So or the there analogy, might be less traffic. Oh, sorry. Um, right, so the analogy here would be maybe my reward function is I want to get home as soon as possible. And I know that usually the train is faster than walking, but if I just happen to barely miss the train and then the one that I catch is get stuck at a station for a couple extra minutes or something, then the train could actually take longer to, to get home. And so mm. then it takes you like a few different shots um, to try to figure out which one is usually going to be uh, the faster choice. So in that yeah. case, then the supervision is not an external party like a parent to a child. It's actually the uh, measurement of the amount of time it took you to get home, right? Yeah. And so... So if you have a semi-supervised algorithm, this is an algorithm that ideally would be able to not need the hand-holding all of the time, be able to cope with some relatively unlabeled data and some random noise, but still be able to um, also accept input, whether from, say, a human that's supervising it or even just input from the world around it that it can interpret as positive or negative. Yeah, yeah. And it's even a little bit more complicated than that. This is one of my favorite things about Ooh. reinforcement learning is that there's always there's always like, you know, subtleties that uh, that you can take into account with these algorithms. So it's not even always about the decisions that you make and the context in which you make them. It's also about um, how your decision sets you up for the next thing you have to do. And mm. so this is uh, reinforcement learning algorithms are some of the algorithms that... Um, are used for um, the artificial intelligence algorithms that like play chess and they they beat humans at Go and, and games like this, um, where it's not just an issue of figuring out what's the best thing to do right now, but what's the sort of optimum of both doing something that's good right now and something that's going to set me up for something that's good down the road. So as you can imagine, that can be a pretty complicated optimization procedure and, right. <laughs> and reinforcement learning, you know, sort of has ways of dealing with this actually to make it a little bit more tractable. But in general, I think that this is, this is something that's going to be evolving probably pretty rapidly as a field in the years to come, just because, yeah, you can learn directly from your environment. And that, that is very powerful in the sense that you don't, you're not um, tied down to data sets and, training examples and labels and all of these other things, you know, you can, you can take,
take a robot and send it out into the world. And uh, if you program it right, it'll like figure out what to do on its own sort of, um, which is really cool. And you know, the one thing just in, in conclusion that this makes me think of is how obsessed humans are with binary labels. Like it's either supervised or it's unsupervised. Well, no, not necessarily. It turns out there's this um, incredible immense gray area and machine learning algorithms can be optimized for that area as well. Linear Digressions is a Creative Commons endeavor, which means you can share or use it any way you like. Just tell them we said hi. To find out more about this or any other episode of Linear Digressions, go to LinearDigressions.com. And if you like this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes so other people get to listen to this content too. You can always get in touch with either of us. Our emails are ben at LinearDigressions.com and katie at LinearDigressions.com in case you have comments or suggestions for future shows. You can tweet us at Lynn Digressions. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.